Friends with Cinefits. I am your host, Alex McAllister. Thank you for joining. Uh, this month, it's December, so we are going... Actually, while we're recording, it's not December. But hey, when this comes out and you're listening, it'll be December. So we're doing Christmas episodes. Uh, so I hope you all are going to have a wonderful month of December and hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. With all that being said, I am here to welcome my lovely host, Angel Sour. Angel, say hello. Hi. Um, so what movie did you pick and why? So I picked The Nightmare Before Christmas because it's always been one of my childhood favorites and my current favorite movie right now. Okay. Um, so you said just there that it was your childhood favorite and this was my first time ever seeing it. So it was <laughs> not one of my childhood favorites. Um, do you like remember the first time you saw it or was it just you were um, too little to remember? I can't remember the first time I saw it, but it's like tradition now to watch it at least maybe three times a year. <laughs> Holy cow. Um, also, how we know each other is we just grew up next to each other. So, um, you know, lifelong buds here. You're like <laughs> my second sister. So it's the a pleasure better sister. You. Well, of <laughs> course, but we don't have to tell Erica that. Um, hope she doesn't listen to this one. So uh, before we get into it, I want to ask everyone a Christmas question. Get us in the Christmas mood, the holly jolly mood. Um, so do you have a favorite holiday memory? So my favorite holiday memory is when I was living, we were neighbors at the mm -hmm. time, and me and my dad were playing Candyland together by the fireplace, and I kept stacking the cards in my favor every time I'd win. <laughs> he now currently refuses to ever play Candyland. Oh, man. That's funny. Um, that does seem like a, a Troy thing to do. He loses, and then he'll refuse to play. Yeah, he uh, hates it. Yeah, um... Also, this just came to my mind, but there is a Nightmare Before Christmas um, Munchkin game. Yep, it, yeah. I have it. You do. I, <laughs> I forced at my it. family to play it all the time. There you go. I looked at it, and it's going for like over $100 on eBay. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, my God. You got no, I got that for gold. Christmas a while ago for like maybe 20 bucks. Jeez. Yeah, it's like sold out everywhere except... It's on, like, eBay and stuff for there's a lot of money. There's also, when I found out, there's also a Nightmare Before Christmas, like, PS2 game. Yes. I did I see saw that. that. I was so disappointed I didn't have it at the time. <laughs> I mean, you could buy it now. You might have to. You guys probably still have a PS2. Yeah. We yeah. keep every console. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. Um, hey, at least you wouldn't have to go buy a PS2. And I'm sure the game <laughs> is probably, Just have to find a game too. that's not made anymore. Yep. That's true. Um, okay, so I'll just go right into the movie. If you have anything to say, spit it out. Um, All right. So, like we said, Nightmare Before Christmas. This came out in 1993. Mm -hmm. um, it was produced by Tim Burton and kind of his brainchild. Um, it was directed by Henry Selleck. Yeah. Um, I just assumed Tim Burton directed it, but... Yeah, I did too until I actually did research on it. The same. Um, but, yeah, this has a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes, so, you know, way up there. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the budget was eighteen million dollars, and box office was ninety-one and a half million. That's what I found. Um, yeah, I've noticed whenever I am researching these things, all the numbers are always different, no matter yeah, where. Yeah, I you got go. the same thing. There we go. Because um, like right now, I have one pulled up, and it says it made only two million dollars. But that seems real di- ridiculous. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I don't think that's true. Uh, so yeah, like I said, this was produced by Tim Burton. Um, he's a bit of a weird fella. Um, he, Certainly. Yeah, he is known for these are just some of them, but Beetlejuice, Edward Scissorhands, Sweeney Todd, which I love, um, mm-hmm. Alice in Wonderland. He did some Batman movies that we were just talking about. Um, have you seen? Most of his movies, some of his movies. Like, which ones have you seen, I guess? I've seen almost all of his movies. And I my favorite is definitely Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. But I think my second favorite would be Sweeney Todd. Yeah, Sweeney Todd's awesome. Um, that was, like, the first musical that I was ever interested in. And then <laughs> now, you know, I kind of like musicals. Um, do you have a favorite musical other than Nightmare Before Christmas? Um... That's a tough one. Because right now, I was recently really into Hamilton. Okay. I still haven't seen it. You haven't seen Hamilton? No. You need to... For being <laughs> on a movie podcast and like hosting all this, you need to be educated. You have no clue how many movies I got to watch now because of this <laughs> podcast. Ugh. But... I always loved Burlesque with Christina Aguilera. I don't know why. I've just always loved it. Okay. I don't think I've seen that. Um, <laughs> mine's probably La La Land. I have a poster hanging up over my shoulder. Is You can see, Angel, the listeners. Yeah, they can't. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm a big Ryan Gosling fan, so I guess I like that one. Um, yeah, Tim Burton, uh, this idea originated when he saw a storefront being changed from Halloween to Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, when he was working at, as an animator at Disney, and yeah. he wrote a poem about it, and you read the poem. What are your thoughts on the poem? When I first read the poem, it was like, it almost just seemed like a summary of the movie. Like, mm-hmm. word for word, the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. It was kind of weird. <laughs> so I watched, there's a special feature on the Blu-ray I watched, and it was um, Christopher Lee narrating it, and it had, like, drawings behind it. Uh, Christopher Lee's Count Dooku, um, if you're a Star Wars fan. I don't know what else <laughs> he's in other than um, the Wicker Man from, like, I was like, all I can 70s. think of is Star Wars. Yeah. Um, but he's got that. Like, deep voice? I don't know. It gave me chills whenever he started, because I was (laughs) pumped. But yeah, it was essentially just the movie. Um, And especially with all the art going on behind it, like, that they drew, is Mm -hmm. just a shorter version of the movie, I guess. Um, Yeah, so next, I was wanting to go into the animation style, because I think this was probably one of the first, like not mainstream um, movies to do stop motion animation. But like before this, whenever I was looking at them, all I could find was like um, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer 
and um, all the old Christmas movies. Mm -hmm. And then this is more... It is a Christmas movie, obviously, because we're doing it for a Christmas episode. (laughs) But um, I don't know. This was produced by Disney and more of a bigger movie, I would say. Yeah. Um, They shot... uh, So this is like... They shot it, it's 12 shots per second. Mm -hmm. And so total, there's 109,440 frames in this movie. And in each of them, they got to go in and like slightly move them. That's insane. I could never do stop motion. I would end up like destroying the scene, just getting so frustrated. Exactly. Um, And for listeners, if you're not familiar with stop motion or haven't seen this movie, I'd describe it as like a notepad and you like draw something on it and then like you like you flip. flicker through yeah and it like looks like it's moving it's like that but it's pictures and figurines and they like slowly move them and especially for being stop motion it had more of like a sketchy feel to it yeah. like it was sketched and not just like clay exactly um i knew it was like there was something unique about the animation but mm-hmm. watching it i couldn't tell it was stop motion like yeah. i don't know it looks so crisp and clean I just assumed it was like a weird animation that they did for it. Um, they did this movie on Wikipedia is described as stop motion animated musical dark fantasy film. Dark fantasy? Yeah. Um, who knows? Um, I've never seen a description that long. Norma's just like crime thriller or something. So yeah, it, it was notable to me. Um, and like I said, it's just done in the style of older Christmas movies, which I think was probably done on purpose. Um, yeah, to, since it's like more of a Christmassy movie, trying to like mm-hmm. relate it to that and like the kids. Exactly. Um, and I guess before I go any further, I should read the synopsis cause I already forgot. Um, <laughs> I do this every time. When Jack accidentally stumbles on Christmas town, all bright colors and warm spirits, he gets a new lease on life. He plots to bring Christmas under his control by kidnapping Santa Claus and taking over the role. But Jack soon discovers even the best laid plans of mice and skeleton men can go seriously awry. Um, it also says when Jack uh, accidentally stumbles, his name's Jack Skellington. That's the coolest name ever, in my opinion. <laughs> um, He's also referred to as bone daddy in the film he is which i thought was weird it's so funny to see like the merchandise for this movie and seeing like kids wearing t-shirts that say bone daddy and i'm like "Mm, is that really appropriate there was one i think i wrote it down that i was just like that doesn't sound great oh (laughs) uh, someone said nice work bone daddy yeah that's like the saxophonist guy and i was like i've heard that many times in my life (laughs) no sure you have (laughs) Um, but anyways, I guess the next thing that I wanted to touch on is the, the music in this. Mm-hmm. You are probably know a lot more about the music than I do. Cause you <laughs> probably know like all the words to all the songs. I could sing every song. Oh geez. Which one's your favorite? Um, it'd probably be poor Jack, like at the end of the movie okay. or the town meeting music. Cause I love just how. It moves with the tone of the characters and just the story. And it's like the music's telling the story with the voices almost is what I really loved. Okay. I like it. 
Um, I think mine was Oogie Boogie Man, because as we'll get into, I just love the Oogie Boogie Man. Yeah. Um, until the end, I didn't know what he was, and then you, like, see his demise, I guess, spoiler alert, mm-hmm. um, and... He then scared me. Um, yeah, when we were watching the film and Oogie Boogie, like, falls apart, whatever, my mom was just, like, kind of cringing at all the bugs and freaking out. Yeah, I freaked out. Um, <laughs> I did want to touch on that. Like, this is kind of, like, yeah, this is a Christmas movie, and I didn't watch it growing up. If I had watched it growing up, I guarantee I would have been terrified and not have liked it. What like, we were actually talking about that with my family. I was... <laughs> I was like, well, I can't wait to show my kids this in the future and blah, blah, blah. And my mom's like, you might want to wait a few years. Like, yeah. it's a pretty scary movie. And I was like, Mom, you, I watched Saw when I was three. Yeah. I didn't have a great, like, oh, here's Rudolph. It's more of like, here's a skeleton. Yeah. That's funny. Um, yeah, your parents are a little weird. But Definitely. in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> I still haven't even seen Saw, so... Oh, I can't watch it now. I think I was just, like, little, and they thought I was asleep, but I was watching it, and mm-hmm. I turned out fine, so. There you go. Um, I remember watching The Strangers. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to tell the story, I guess. Um, and it terrified me, because it's not just, like, a ghost or something mm-hmm. like that. It's just these people pick this house at random, then just go murder everyone with these pillowcases over their head. <laughs> and... We watched it, and I'm sitting at home. I'm freaking out. It's just me and my mom. My sister went down to your guys' house to, to hang out. Yeah, I remember getting the text message that you just watched it. My parents flip out. They're grabbing every white pillowcase they possibly can. They're giving... Like, they even got me and my brother in on it, and we yep. were super young. They put pillowcases over our head and gave us, like, little fake Halloween knives. Uh-huh. And we went over to your house, was knocking on, like, your uh, porch window. Not knocking. You were banging on the doors. <laughs> whatever it (laughs) force of hand on the door yeah and it was the funniest thing it was not i'm still scarred to this day (laughs) um yeah i was terrified until i saw it's just like you and cameron standing there (laughs) waving your little knives and then i was just like okay i'm not actually gonna die this could be funny but i hate them now um so, yeah, thank you for ruining my life. For traumatizing you? You're welcome. Yeah. Um, so, back to the music in this, I guess. Um, Danny Elfman wrote the score and mm-hmm. wrote ten songs. Um, and he also was the singing voice for Jack Skellington. Yes. Uh, I saw that they casted him as the singing voice, and then yeah. they casted a voice actor that sounded similar to him. Yeah, it was Chris... Uh, Sarah Dawn? Sarandon, I thought. Sarandon? I could be wrong. Um, Yeah, Sarandon. And he played Prince Humperdinck in The Princess Bride. (laughs) And if you like that movie, hey, we just did an episode on it last week. Um, That was not planned at all until I was, like, doing the research for The Princess Bride. And I was just like, what else is this guy in? And then it was Nightmare Before Christmas. And I was like holy cow what are the odds (laughs) um uh danny elfman also he's very famous like i knew about him i don't Mm -hmm. really pay attention to like scores almost all of tim burton's films like the music for it besides i think uh sweeney todd and 
one other film I can't remember. Um, Ed Wood, I think? Yeah, it was Ed Wood. Yeah. Um, but he was, he's been nominated for four Academy Awards um, for Goodwill Hunting, Men in Black, Big Fish, and Milk. I don't remember the score of Men in Black. Being, I could not yeah. remember at all. Um, but I guess that's cool that it was nominated for that. And he also did the iconic Simpsons theme song. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I actually remember doing the Simpsons ride at Universal with you and your yeah, family. Yeah, when we went to Universal as kids. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was fun. Except... Um, I think your dad made my sister throw up from raw shrimp. I had a bad sunburn. Um, oh, I remember your bad sunburn. Like, you and my brother were, like, super red. Yeah, we got Cameron the little E.T. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> we have that picture, like, somewhere in the house. Yeah. Oh, man, great trip. Mm-hmm. I do not think I've been to Florida since then, though. Nope. Yeah. I haven't been to Florida since, like, we did the family trip every year. Yeah. Man, it's been a while. Um, Florida is a crazy place, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, we went on a... This is going off topic. I don't care. <laughs> uh, we went on one of those airboat rides and saw, like, alligators. Alligators are terrifying. Those things are so big. Yeah, I remember the uh, Jaws one. It freaked mm-hmm. me out. The Jaws ride, I couldn't. Yep. Oh, man. Um, great trip. Uh, anyways... Um, Danny Elfman, he also voices Beryl and the clown with the tearaway face, mm-hmm. which is just saying the clown with the tearaway face is terrifying. Yeah, when my dad was watching it, he was like, nope. Yeah, he hates clowns. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that's all I have on Danny Elfman. Do you have anything on him or anything so far that you want to bring up? Um, Not really, okay. but... Another thing about, like, the char- the actresses who voiced the characters was mm-hmm. the one who did Sally, Catherine mm-hmm. O'Hara, was also the stepmom in Beetlejuice, which I had no idea. Okay. I haven't seen Beetlejuice, unfortunately. How are you going to, like, record <laughs> a Tim Burton film? You're like, yeah, I haven't seen this, this, and this. But, you know, yeah. I've seen Batman. I'm trying to buy <laughs> the 4K for it, and then I thought I had it on my Christmas list, so I was like, oh, I can't buy it yet. And then I went and looked like two days ago, and it wasn't even on there. And I was just like, <laughs> I could have been buying this for the past month. Um, so that's my bad. But I do want to watch it. I think I've seen it as a kid because my sister loved it, but I don't remember yeah. it. Um, and then the other member of cast and crew that I wanted to touch on because I like his voice was Ken Page as the Oogie Boogie Man. Yeah. Um, or as Oogie Boogie. Um, he hasn't been in anything else I'd seen, but he's like... Oh. Yeah, I didn't see anything for him besides, like, I think he did the recent Little Mermaid or something about it mm-hmm. he was involved in. But, like, that's all I really saw. Yeah. Um, I just saw he's a theater actor and does musicals and stuff. So yeah. Makes sense. Um, so, other than that, I do kind of want to touch on Henry Selick, the director... I hadn't seen any other thing he's done. I think he did uh, another stop-motion movie that came out in, like, 2008. I don't remember what it is. Um, I can't remember. I think it was, like, Caroline or something like that. Carol- uh, yeah, that he did that? 
I think so. I could be wrong. I think him and Tim Burton teamed up for that again. I could be wrong. What do I know? <laughs> I should have wrote this down. Um, and also, he likes to take a lot of the credit for this movie. Um, he claims that Tim Burton was on set for maybe only eight days of production, and production yeah. lasted three years. Yeah, for uh, I've heard research that Tim Burton during this time was on the Corpse Bride a lot. Mm-hmm. And even though he was not really on the set much, he did quote that he related to Jack Skellington a lot. Like, it was his favorite character. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so I get Henry Seligwain taking a lot of credit for this, but I also kind of disagree with him because, like, Tim Burton wrote the whole, like, poem, which was literally yeah. word for word the movie. Yeah, this wouldn't like, exist Like, there's not much to, like, be creative with. Exactly. Um, but still, I think... The big picture, you give all the credit to Tim Burton, but, like, the day-to-day stuff was probably Henry Selleck and making sure... Yeah, and, like, props to Henry Selleck for doing, like, the stop motion and everything and yeah. working so hard on that, but, like, the main idea of Nightmare Before Christmas, I think, goes to Tim Burton. Yeah, of course. It's even, like, on Wikipedia, if you look up Nightmare Before Christmas, mm-hmm. Nightmare Before Christmas, also known as Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, yeah, like it's on everything. Yeah. Like every shirt that has says Nightmare Before Christmas, Tim Burton's right at the top. Which I can also understand why Henry Selleck would be He's upset a little by that. mad. <laughs> yeah. Because then nobody's like, hey, Henry Selleck did this. Everyone's just like, oh, Tim Burton. Um, yeah. But Henry Selleck, he does have an upcoming stop motion movie with Key and Peele called uh Wendell and Wild. I, I think, haven't heard of it. Yeah, I think it should come out next year. Who knows with freaking COVID. Yeah, but, with COVID and everything. Um that's one I'll probably see. Now based off of this and I'm a Key and Peel guy, so mm-hmm. what can I do? Um That's all I kinda have for the production and cast and crew side um do you want to get into the movie or is there anything else you want to let's get into the movie great um so i already read the synopsis i forgot i did move it to where i'm gonna do the synopsis now but i already (laughs) read it oh well um and so i guess the way to start out is to start out where the movie starts which is halloween um and they have a song going, and they're all doing their spooks. And I was freaking out, because I was like, this is scary. Like, if I saw this as a kid, I'd be freaking out. And um, that's like you freaking out, but me getting excited. Like, all right, this is my whole personality now. <laughs> exactly. Um, but they do the song, and it ends. And then they're all like, hey, good job, Jack. We'll see you next year, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that's the only thing they do in their world is just celebrate Halloween. I guess they spend like the entire year just kind of preparing for Halloween each time. Cause like they keep like getting worried that there's only like 364 days left and Jack's missing. Yeah. So like their entire world just like, all right, we got to scare people. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I think that's also like growing up when you think of Santa, you're like, oh, what's he doing in the whole off season he's making Mm -hmm. the toys you know he's he's monitoring making sure everybody's naughty and nice you don't think about that with other hollowings like what's the easter bunny doing right now angel laying eggs 
Okay, that's it could be true. Um, <laughs> yeah, he probably just lays a bunch of eggs, and then he does what Santa know. does, and then he goes and throws them out of his sleigh. But his sleigh is just his ears. He flaps and flies with his ears. Like helicopter style? Oh, yeah, like helicopter style. That's much better. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, I definitely feel like kind of what the story is wrapped around on is like Jack's entire life is just like a repeat. It's like, yeah. all right, Halloween. Oh, it's still Halloween. Same stuff. And like he kind of slips in this depressive episode almost. Mm-hmm. And it's so like that's why he goes out and tries to do something good with Christmas that he stumbles upon. Exactly. Yeah. He, um, I did like that song. I don't. I don't know the names to the songs or anything, but whenever he's, like, sad and mopey, um, mm-hmm. and he's, like, wandering through the graveyard or whatever. Um, yeah, it's, like, after the creepy guy says, good job, Bone Daddy. Yeah. Uh, he, like, goes off and has a little moment. Yeah, which, what's that little band doing outside of his house? Are they just there to, like, cheer him on? They're just always there to give him background music. I guess so. Um, seems like a fun job, I guess. You just <laughs> sit outside a dude's house and play tunes. Uh, yeah, so he he wanders off, and I think eventually he just wanders all night, and it's like the next day he's in this woods. He's like, I've never seen this part of Halloween Town before. Mm-hmm. Um, and he comes across these trees, and they all are painted for a different holiday. Um, and there's a big Easter egg like we talked about. Um, there's one for St. Patty's. Like, what would have this movie been if he, like, went to, like, Thanksgiving door, like, Valentine's Day door? Yeah. It'd be so weird. Yeah, Tim Burton said, like, Disney approached him about doing a sequel where he goes into a different door, and Tim Burton's like, no, like, that would ruin the magic of this movie. Um, it's just kind of cheesy to have him go into Thanksgiving. At least he knew to stop. Exactly. (laughs) Um, when we started watching this, afterwards, it's like... I assume there's a sequel because nowadays, like any good yeah, kids movie, kind of yeah. Um, like I loved Frozen one, and then they had to go and make Frozen two, which I didn't like at all. I Frozen two was like my first round watching it. I wasn't a huge fan, but the second round, I was like, okay, it's not like terrible. Like it does mm-hmm. touch on some good things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought they were playing off of the. Oh, this is gonna make so much money. Oh yeah, and, and they're right. Tell. Like they made yeah. a bunch of money. Yeah. Um, so I just assumed this one had multiple sequels or something, but they don't, and so that makes me happy. Well, um, they did go and make a game. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think it's called Oogie Boogie's Revenge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but other than that, you know, they they aren't. Hoarding in the money. They're not being too greedy. I mean, they make enough probably off just merchandise every year because they have Halloween. Like, I remember watching, like, Hot Topic this year. Yeah. And, like, buying all kinds of Nightmare Before Christmas on Halloween. And once I got done with that, they were like, new releases of Nightmare Before Christmas for Christmas. I was like, well, just take my money. I started a YouTube video today, and it was, like, uh, things you didn't know about Nightmare Before Christmas. I only got, like, two minutes in. But... (laughs) He was like, Nightmare Before Christmas is responsible for 100% of Hot Topics merchandise. And it was a joke. Um, but I thought it was funny because, yeah. like you said, it's pretty much everything. Yeah, anytime Topic. I walk into Hot Top, I'm like, mm, I'm about to go broke. There you go. <laughs> um, and 
There was another thing. Oh, if he would have went into the St. Paddy's Day door, are people With just like, getting drunk? Like, what's going on there? He just brings back loads of beer. And he's like, all right, we're getting crunk this yeah. year. <laughs> That's probably, oh, that would just worsen his depression. Oh, Ooh. man. Then he would go to the Christmas one and be even more elated. Uh, but like I just spoiled, he goes into the Christmas store. And they did say that was the hardest um scene to shot is him like reaching for the doorknob yeah and whenever i was watching it like whenever i saw it i was just like that looks awesome how did like how did they do that (laughs) um so yeah that's a great scene um and once he opens it some little flurries start flying in he doesn't know what it is he probably thinks it's like ashes from dead bodies or something because he's a halloween dude um but then it sucks him in and he lands mm-hmm. in the snow, and he's just like, "What the heck's going on here?" Because there's lights, and mm-hmm. I do like, like all this happiness and joy, which he's never known. Yeah, I love the contrast between Halloween Town and Christmas Town. Yeah, like the setting of it is mm-hmm. just really cool. Like how it just immediately switches. Yeah, uh, like Halloween Town's all black, white, and like oranges, and then you go into Christmas Town, and it's full of color and bunch of. Mm-hmm snow everywhere everybody's laughing oh man it looks awesome um and so he question what door would you go into you know honestly i'm not a big christmas guy um i would say halloween if i wasn't in the halloween one i'd be like oh halloween door let's go there but that place is terrifying like you would just die (laughs) you'd be walking down the street and just seeing clowns tearing off his face (laughs) exactly um I don't know. I'd probably just go. Uh, I'm freaking out now. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a favorite holiday. So I don't know what to say. What about you? I definitely just chill in Halloween. <laughs> you like, would. All year round, that's my place. Yeah. Um, I don't if know. If I couldn't choose Halloween, it'd be Thanksgiving just so I can eat. <laughs> okay, there you go. Um, I don't know if this is going to be offensive to you. I hope not. But while I, that's a great way to preface something. <laughs> I don't mean to offend you, but. Um, whenever I was watching this, the our Sally character, I was just mm-hmm. like, that's Angel. <laughs> I don't know why. I was just like. I just don't the know. reasonable one of the story? Well, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. She not looked like you because she looks like a thing. Did you I was like, she's a redhead. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Um, Blue skin. I, I'm not. <laughs> have you gone as her for for Halloween? No, but I have gone as Jack Skellington. You have? Yeah. When? That was like eighth grade year of middle school. Man, I need to see some pictures of that. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. Dang. Um, yeah, so he goes to Christmas Town and he's exploring and he's like eating snow i think he takes a bite of snow or something um and then he has this whole song of like what's this and he's a snowman at one point yeah uh man that's a good song um you might yeah that's my dad's favorite song there we go um also on your dad's last podcast i'm probably gonna edit this out he he's like oh i don't need to sing or he says something like he shouldn't sing i've heard him sing he has an incredible voice yeah, because there was, like, one Christmas we were visiting out there, and he sang a duet with Ari. Yeah, and it was incredible. I still have it. I think it's on my laptop. Um, yeah, it got creepy, though. It did. 
<laughs> it was creepy. Um, but yeah, tell the guy to sing more. I want him to record himself singing that song. His intro's the singing. Oh, that'd be great. Um, anyways. Um, so he goes and just like st- robs people. He just takes a bunch of like... I guess so. They never really explain like how he got all this stuff. Yeah. I just kind of imagine him stealing this stuff. In the poem, it says he takes all this stuff without like being seen. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah. Well, like, when I was watching this, I wasn't expecting him to go back to Halloween Town. I thought the movie was going to be... Just ditch his home and chill there. Yeah. I thought he was going to do something bad there and be like, okay, I'm going to, you know... Knock like, take off. over that place? I'm going to knock off Santa Claus. You talk about killing Santa Claus? I thought that's what was going to happen. Um, he's going to... You got to ki- st- keep in mind that this is still considered a kid's movie. <laughs> that is true. But my demented mind wasn't thinking that whenever I was watching it. I thought he was going to kill Santa Claus. And then <laughs> just take over Christmas and hand out toys. And everyone's like, you ain't Santa Claus. And he's like... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm Sandy Claus now. Um, also, then, I love throughout the entire movie, like the the Halloween creatures, or whatever, think he's Sandy Claus, like yeah. a lobster or something. Yeah. And when they see them, they're like, "Oh, well, that's sad." Yeah, they like see his hands or something, and they're not claws. They're like, "What? Those are just hands." Yeah. Uh, which also, why would like a Sandy Claus be terrifying to them? They have literally a clown with a tearaway face. I don't know. Maybe they were like, oh, a new friend or something. Yeah, that's true. Um, But yeah, he takes a bunch of ornaments and like a Christmas tree back and he sings to everyone. Mm -hmm. He's like, hey, guys, I just found all this stuff. Um, Yeah, he holds the town meeting and he's like, this is what Christmas is. And like, they can't understand it. And so. Yeah. And so they're going to try it out on their side. And it's one of those times where like he's. I think you mentioned it earlier. He's trying to be the good guy. Um, yeah, he's trying to, like, do something good and cheer himself up because he's just, like, caught in this, like, repeating stage, which, like, one of the things, thoughts I had mm-hmm. was Tim Burton saying he related to Jack Skellington so much of, like, kind of just repeating life and stuff like this. Like, maybe he felt like he's repeating, like, just these creepy movies over and over and want to try yeah. something new. So I had mine. He was trying to do Batman. I was like, mm-hmm. mm, let's stick to what you're good at. <laughs> wow. I I told you this. Um, I just watched Batman, Tim Burton's Batman for the first time. I loved it. Um, it's just weird. It's very, it feels like what I would expect a weird comic book Batman to feel like. Um, it's less realistic than like the Christopher Nolan ones. But yeah. Yeah. Um, all I can ever remember is just Danny DeVito wobbling around <laughs> as Penguin in that... Ugh. In the weird makeup? Yes. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's... Tim Burton's a unique fella. Yeah. Um, I, I think, think he needs to stick to the creepy stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would love to meet him and just, like, talk to him because You're he's... like, what just goes through your mind on a yeah. typical day? Exactly. A lot of people ask me that. It's normally for different reasons. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Like, I just love creative people. So I just yeah. want to. It'd be He's so cool. He's definitely one of the him. most, like, iconic directors and yeah. producers. You can, I, like, just put on one of his movies and without knowing it's his movie, you're just like, yeah. oh, Tim Burton did this. Or at least 
had some influence on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving on, so they get the idea that they're going to do Christmas in Halloween Town, and they just can't comprehend what Christmas actually is. And even Jack has the problem where like he went and saw it, but he never notices like this isn't what he was seeing there because they're making like. I think they made a car and then smashed it, and then they were using that as a present. Yeah, and like they were like taking car. bats and making them hats and stuff like that. Yeah, and they made a like a man-eating wreath or something. Yeah, uh, and like the little <laughs> sort of Beetlejuice snake thing. Also, way too many snakes in this. I'm not a fan <laughs> of snakes, and maybe about every two minutes, there's probably a little snake creature or something. Okay, not two <laughs> minutes, but. Is a lot. Um, but anyways, that's probably why I thought it was scary, actually. Because of Just all the, the snake. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess there's some side characters we should introduce. One being Sally. Um, she's just, like, locked up in her house with her creator, who's... Yeah, doc- the evil scientist guy. Yeah. Um, he created her. He, like, stitched her together. Mm-hmm. Um, which I was always confused on, like, their kind of relationship. Because mm-hmm. what my dad was saying while we were watching the film was, like, she's just, like, this sort of slave to him. Like, a, yeah. you know, not in a good way slave. <laughs> yeah, okay. But I kind of always saw them as, like, a sort of father-daughter thing. That's what I assumed they were starting out. And then the the more the movie went on, I was just like... And he, like, creates his own wife later on, too. But, like, I always saw it, like, Father Dark, because she's trying to, like, get away and make her own path and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, like, a... After a while, I thought it was more like a Jeffrey Dahmer thing, where he made slaves and then, you know... Yeah. Wouldn't let them leave and did evil things. But anyways... (laughs) um, He... Yeah, she's always giving him, uh, what is it? Like, deadly... Deadly nightshade. Yeah, the word deadly's in it. So I was like, she's trying to kill this scientist guy. But all it does is um, knock like, him out. Like, knocks him out. Yeah. Which, there's a cool theory I found that, like, every creature that's not just, like, sort of non-existent, like the vampires and werewolves, mm-hmm. died a certain way while they were living... So, like, Jack Skellington was burned alive because he's, like, in the pumpkin stuff and set on fire in mm-hmm. his, like, intro song. And then, like, Sally was dismembered because she has all the stitches. The evil scientist was poisoned when he was alive, and so that's why, like, poison doesn't affect him. Mm-hmm. And the creepiest one is probably Oogie Boogie because they say he was skinned alive, and that's why he's just a burlap sack with bugs. Yeah. Um, at the end, whenever his sack comes off and he's just a like a million bugs and then they all just like i don't remember what happens they just all like like spread out spread out oh man i was i don't like bugs either i was like yeah nope if that ha- if i was like jack or sally santa claus anything in that what was going on i just mm-hmm. like faint cry yeah. anything um which also if that theory is true i don't want to know what type of world they were living in before they died yeah. Because that sounds dismemberment, getting skinned alive. But I mean, like, some of that stuff happens in our world. Shit, that's true. Makes you think. 
Um, yeah, because you hear all like the true crime and stuff about yeah. like, ugh. like Jeffrey Dahmer stuff. Um, or Ed Camper like chopping mm. off heads. Ugh. Yeah, I hope we don't meet our demise that way, Angel. Yeah, I hope I don't die to where I end up in Halloween Town. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to chill there, but like I, I don't want to go that route. <laughs> Definitely not. I want to go to Sleepy Town or something where I just died in my sleep, so. I'm just always yeah. asleep or something. <laughs> just uh, always napping. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, so, I guess the other character we can introduce is Oogie Boogie, since we just touched on him. Um, and he... <laughs> I don't really know what what he does. He's just like an evil guy. I think he's I trying think to he's take over. I think he's just like the weird guy that's like chilling in the back like kidnapping and eating people. I yeah. don't know. Um, so Not he, eating people, but like burning people. Whatever yeah. he's lava pit. He's got those three little kids that run around. Yeah, the little trick-or-treaters. Yeah, and it's weird. Jack Skellington, he, he gets... Everyone has a job for mm-hmm. Christmas. Um, and the three little kids, theirs is to go kidnap Sandy Claus. Um, and first they kidnap the Easter Bunny, and then yeah, they which send I thought was hilarious. <laughs> it pops out and the little like axe guy. He's like bunny. Yeah. Um, and then they take him back, and then they go into Christmas Town and they knock on Santa's door and say trick or treat, and then they you know kidnap him. Which and I don't get how three little kids carried that big man like got him into the tub. Hey, man, who knows? Um, They're just super shrank or something. That's true. Uh, And whenever Jack Skellington assigns them the task, he says specifically, don't involve Oogie Boogie in this or something like Mm -hmm. that. Um, So he knows Oogie Boogie's there. And why would you assign this task to those three people if they're the only three people that interact with Oogie Boogie? I don't know. Great storyline. You need some <laughs> kind of conflict. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just thought it was weird. But yeah, I didn't think about that. Like you couldn't just like get someone else to do it. Yeah, get old Sally. Well, to maybe do it. actually, maybe they do it because they're the trick or treaters. Like they have to go and knock on the door and get him. Because like that's what they have him. That's what like they do. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. You could also have. I don't know, the the clown without a face. He just takes his face off, puts Sandy Claus in his face. I don't know if that works, but... I don't I don't think that's going to work. That'd be terrifying if if he did that. Um, but yeah, they, they kidnapped Sandy Claus, and they showed Jack, and he's like, oh, good job, guys. Um, I don't remember what they're supposed to do with him after that, but what they do... Uh, they, Jack was like, take him to a comfortable place, make sure he's like good and happy, chilling, and they're like, you know, oogie boogie. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess in Halloween Town, that's what they think, you know, being comfortable is. It's just like, well, I think that's what we the three torture. kids think is Exa- comfortable. Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, they're just like, yeah, comfort means torture. Um, so they yeah. take him down to oogie boogie. Oogie boogie is just playing his games. He's being real weird um, and i love what about oogie boogie setting is it's like a whole like almost like casino set exactly it's like all game of chance and stuff and like the little roulette wheel at the bottom mm-hmm. that they're like all dancing on yeah uh at the end i like i think i wrote it down somewhere i don't see it but i said <laughs> um it was like a carnival 
slash casinos slash mm-hmm. nightmare, I guess, because... I don't know. It was all those things. I'd be really cool if there was like a like a Nightmare Before Christmas casino, like Oogie Boogie themed. That would be pretty cool, actually. Um, I did see they did uh, the Haunted Mansion. They yeah. made it Nightmare Before Christmas themed, and the Blu-ray I had actually had a special feature that walks you through like you were in the Haunted Mansion, like going through it. That's cool. But I was like... I'd probably appreciate this more if I've been to the Haunted Mansion, but yeah. I hadn't, so I just skipped it. <laughs> but it looked cool. Um, and yeah, so they, Oogie Boogie has Santa, and Jack now is like, hey, we got all of our toys ready, our very macabre toys, and we're going to go pass them out in Christmas Town." Which I thought they were just going to pass them out at Halloween Town and have their oh. own Christmas. No, because they're talking about like how they're going to... Christmas will be ours and they're going to go yeah. give Santa Claus a break. Yeah, so they go to Christmas Town and just ruin everything. Um, Christmas Town? They go to the like real world. They do? Yeah. I thought it was in Christmas time. No. Do you see little elves? You see the little children and the parents and the yeah, cops. Wouldn't they need those in Christmas time? No. <laughs> what? What movie did you watch? Wasn't it snowing there? It snows in the real world. <laughs> That's actually an incredible point <laughs> that I did not understand. Holy yeah, they gr- go to the real world. That makes so much more sense. I was wondering why <laughs> Christmas Town had freaking air defenses and <laughs> all that stuff. That's hilarious that you're viewing the movie like, oh, they're attacking Christmas Town. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Well, thank you for this. Um, no problem. How do you get to the real world? I don't know. They kind of just like they must have like some like portalish connection to the real world because they've got to go for like Halloween to like scare them. And Man, even like this at is the all end of a, a lot more poor Jack, though. when he's singing a song, he enters through a crypt to get to Halloween Town. Uh, that's true. That is true. So they probably have like their different ways to get their town. Like he goes through a crypt. Santa Claus. I was wondering why he went down there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what Santa Claus does. Maybe like hugs a tree. <laughs> Maybe there's a portal in the sky that him and his reindeer fly through. Maybe. Maybe. Jumps in a pile of snow. Oh man. Um. Yeah, thank you for clarifying. Clarifying the movie we're reviewing. (laughs) Yeah. um, I will say, though, at that point, uh, like, whenever he goes into, I guess, the real world now, uh, I did kind of start zoning out and getting kind of bored. So I understand. (laughs) Don't take that personally. Um, I always thought it was funny how the toys, like, were chasing the little kids. <laughs> oh, my God. I yeah. love the uh, first one where he's, like, the parents are like, what'd you get, sweetie? And he pulls out, like, a head. <laughs> yeah, it's like a severed head. <laughs> yeah. It's like the little voodoo doll heads or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I was. The shrunken heads. That's what they're called. Yeah. Um, and he ends up later getting a puppy or something. And I was like. Yeah. I, he's, like, holding the head. And then they get to the puppy, and he drops the head and picks up the puppy. I'm like, 
and it's I still love the, terrifying. Yeah, I love the facial expressions of like the kids, mm-hmm. <laughs> like just throughout, like the little like background kid facial expressions is yeah. hilarious to me. Um, yeah, I I did like all the weird toys except when they would obviously they had to the, put a snake in someone's house <laughs> because you know of course they do. I had a question, like how. Just, like, with Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and, like, Zero, mm-hmm. with the fog and everything, like, when you learn how to drive and you're driving through fog, you're not supposed to turn on your, like, brights. Yeah. But, like, this makes sense. Like, <laughs> I can't see through the fog. Let me get this, like, super bright <laughs> nose light thing, and I can see. Like, it's not... Re- it's, in reality, it's not going to work. <laughs> it's magic. Sure. Is my final answer. Because I was thinking about that watching it this year, and I was like, this doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Um, but hey, what can you do? Um, you got to have a story somehow. <laughs> exactly. He also falls through a tree and goes to Christmas Town, which might not happen in the real world. Actually, it could. <laughs> we can't prove it. We'd have to chop down every tree, which, hey, don't do that. That's my... We don't want to cause deforestation. Yeah, my promotion for this week. Don't... Uh, don't kill tree. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, he goes, and it goes poorly, and then the air defenses shoot him down, which aren't mm-hmm. cri- Christmastown air defenses, I'm now finding out. <laughs> They're real-world air defenses? I was, yeah, I was like, what has happened in Christmastown's past where they would need air defenses? <laughs> So that makes sense. Um, but yeah, when they're shooting, trying to shoot Jack down, Jack's like, they're celebrating. Yeah. Like, they love us. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, he thinks they're fireworks. He's like, hey, guys, that one got a little bit too close. Yeah. And then, yeah, just wrecks him. Um, and he falls down. And does he just, like, get up and then go back to Halloween Town through that crypt? So, I don't like. Remember. He, like, falls down in the... Which, like, props to, like, perfect landing into a crypt. Yep. Like, wasn't on a roof, wasn't, like... I don't know. Great job. Landing, not the best, but you made it to where you needed to. Exactly. But, like, he has this whole story, or, like, song or whatever, and he talks about how he did his best, basically. Yeah. And he's, like, gotta fix it. Goes back into the Halloween town through the crypt... He's like, gotta get Santa Claus, and immediately goes to Oogie Boogie's house. Yeah. Um, is this kind of like he just... Did he know he was there? Like, I saw this, like, brought up when I was looking into it, but, like, I always kind of just, like, assumed they were like, hey, I gave it to these three kids, or, like, of course they're going to be at the three kids' house, but when he's walking across the bridge to get to, like, the treehouse thing... Mm-hmm. Oogie Boogie's lair is, like, in the basement, and he hears Oogie Boogie talking to Santa Claus. Mm. So I think that's how he figures it out. That makes sense. Um, yeah, and Sally goes, she had some, I guess before all this, she had a vision. She, like, picked up this flower, it turned into oh, a yeah. Christmas tree, and then it all burned. And so, and so she, like, the entire movie, she's trying to stop exactly this happening. He's like, this is a bad idea. Don't do this. And he's like, no, we're not listening. (laughs) Yeah. Which, anytime someone tells you, like, hey, this is a terrible idea, at least have a second thought about going through with it. Maybe, like, think about it. Yeah. At least hear someone out. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, she goes to try to rescue Santa and I think also just ends up getting caught herself. Yeah, um, basically. I can't remember. Does he do the... Does he, like, breathe in really quick and it, like, pulls her in? I think it was something like that. I could be wrong. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, he, like, creates this little whirlwind with his mouth or whatever. Like Kirby? Basically. Okay, sweet. Um, okay, Boogie's Kirby. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of is. Just a Which I thought was creepy Kirby. in that scene is, like, Sally takes her hands off and, like, gets it to untie Santa, but one of her hands, like, covers Santa's mouth, like, with a finger. I would just, like, freak out and throw up. I'd be like, there's a severed hand. Yeah, that's true. Um, he also, or she also, like, detaches one of her legs and yeah, puts to, it, like, like lure Oogie near Boogie. the door, and he's like, oh, a woman's <laughs> leg. And so he goes and... What I thought was so weird is Oogie Boogie takes her shoe off and tickles her foot. I'm like, Oogie Boogie has a foot fetish? Yeah, it was real weird. Um, I was actually thinking the other day, if I ever make a movie, I'm definitely going to put, like, foot fetish things in there. Not because I like them, but, like, all the people that have foot fetish stuff, they're like, oh, I have to watch Tarantino's new movie because there's going to be feet stuff in there. It's a whole audience that you're not gonna get if you leave that stuff out or they'll just watch the movie because it's a good movie oh they're I not don't gonna think go I to every movie. movie if they want to see feet they'll google feet man you're on to something there <laughs> might be ruining my good plan. idea but like I think they're fine. No, nah, I'm still going to put a bunch of foot fetish stuff in there now. <laughs> the entire movie's just feet. <laughs> yeah. Um, happy feet. Ooh. Wow. I wonder if they like happy feet. Or does it? It probably has to be human feet. Probably. I don't think they're into fe- like penguin feet. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> There's probably someone out there that is. There's some weird people in this world. Oh, they need therapy. If yep. you're into penguin feet, mm, you yeah. need some help. <laughs> But then again, like, you know, you see, like, a a dog's paw or something. You're like, that's a cute little paw. Oh, a baby's hand. But you don't so think cute. of it, like, in that <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, like a foot fetish way, I guess. I probably shouldn't have brought up a baby's hand while we're talking yeah, about no. <laughs> people sexualizing feet. Um, but, hey, what can you do? Um, I think my mind's just twisted from watching this movie where everything's just <laughs> not as you would expect it. Um, so yeah, Jack goes to Oogie Boogie's house, and Oogie Boogie's singing his song, and he goes to kill Sally and Santa Claus, mm-hmm. and it's like this table, and it flips over, and then he goes to flip it back, and they're not on there anymore, which is good, but Jack Skellington's on there, and he's like, oh, buddy, you done messed up now, and then he gets these, like, pop-ups, and they start shooting guns at Jack Skellington. Yeah, which I don't really get, like, what's so... Like, I feel like Oogie Boogie is so much scarier than Jack Skellington. Like, mm-hmm. what's so special about Jack that makes him, like, the king? Charisma. Like, Oogie Boogie is Kirby, has bugs. Jack Skellington makes creepy faces. Exactly. Um, also, how do you kill Jack Skellington? Because he can literally take his head off. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think you can kill him. Because, like, there's no, like... There was another scene. I was about to say he has no flesh, but like Sally's put like sewing his suit on him, the Santa mm-hmm. Claus one, and pokes him, and he goes to suck his finger, and I'm like, "There's no blood. Why are you sucking your finger? Yeah, it you is just weird. stabbed bone." Bone marrow. I don't know what bone marrow is, but 
That's my guess. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that is weird. I didn't notice that. Um, yeah, but um, they, they're they having their tango down in the the evil casino carnival thing. Um, <laughs> and what does he end up doing to make Oogie Boogie just, like, disintegrate, I guess Oogie I guess? Boogie, like, hit the floor or something or tripped or I don't know. And, like, uh, his string got caught. Mm. And so he just has this loose string and Jack notices and pulls it. It gets wrapped around, like, the twisty thing over the lava mixing mm-hmm. it up. And so he's just, like, ripped apart. Yeah, and that's when you find out he's just made of bugs. And then they all, like, fall into the lava, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was terrifying, because it's, like, <laughs> all the individual bugs are, like, screaming, I think. Yeah, oh. which is weird. Like, all the bugs are Oogie Boogie, and so, like, there's just a million Oogie Boogies. When you really think about it. I guess that is how it goes. How did they yeah. change their voice to be I Yogi guess, Boogie? Like, um, the sack I guess. has a synthesizer on it. Maybe, because <laughs> as they like got split up and smaller, you just hear like the little bug crawling off, screaming. Exactly. Um, so after that, they pretty much. He's also like he frees Santa, and Santa's like, "Dude, you're freaking crazy! You guys ruined Christmas." But yeah. I'm Santa, so I can still fix everything in time. Savage move. Yeah. He's like, step aside, let me do it. Yep. And then he goes back and freaking saves the day, um, gives everyone their presents. And then he ends up going back to Halloween Town and giving them stuff. Or no, he Yeah, he like gives them stuff. snow. Yeah. Which, if I'm Santa Claus, I ain't ever going back there. The stuff he <laughs> saw. Um,. Which was interesting about, like, how the movie ended compared to the poem. They're very similar, but, like, Santa Claus acknowledged that Jack Skellington was trying to do good. Mm -hmm. And, like, this wasn't his intention whatsoever. Which is, like, very interesting in, like, the fact of how human nature is. Of, like, everyone, in my opinion, acts with good intention. It's just not what others think is good. And, like, Santa Claus understood that about Jack. It was Mm -hmm. like, hey, I know you were just trying to, like try something new and like help me out but like stick to what you're good at (laughs) yeah um but i i think he does come around in the movie to that conclusion which is why he brings back the snow yeah they kind of have like a mutual understanding yeah um but who knows maybe santa will harbor some bad feelings and then he'll come and And ruin next halloween That should have been the sequel. I was about to say that. My eyes got big, and then I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, and then you said it. Um, we'll create the sequel on our own. There we go. We have Play to have every character. a lot of feet in it, though. <laughs> <laughs> so we need that audience to come in. Um, but anyways, uh, I do like how, I guess, developed these characters are. Like, they're very realistic like jack is bored of what he's doing and mm-hmm. like i don't know for some and, like, reason Sally's trying to find her own path and get away exactly um for some reason jack's experience takes me back to like high school whenever you have to wake up at like 6 a.m every yeah. single morning and you go to the same classes every single day um and but it, like teaches you sort of a good lesson in the end that like 
sure life may seem like it's repeating but you got to be thankful for like what you have like he has his friends he found love with sally and like his Mm -hmm. job and what he's like passionate about and good at like he kind of refound that passion because like a common thing with depression is losing like dedic like your uh, motivation and your passion for what you used to love Mm -hmm. and so like i really think this is like a subtle movie on depression yeah i definitely agree um there's a lot of underlying meaning behind this mm-hmm. that, like, probably as a kid you didn't catch, but now, yeah. um, I guess the the symbols are there. Um, yeah, because as a kid, I never like really looked further into it. I was like, oh, it's creepy, and they're singing. Mm-hmm. But like, I was diagnosed with depression, so, like that's why it touched me. But like, mm-hmm. you may take it completely differently. It was like, well, they're trying to destroy Christmas Town. <laughs> yeah, um, which also like. I don't remember where I saw it. I think it was Tim Burton who said it, but it's like a opposite the Grinch. Like he's still the same character as the Grinch, but the Grinch doesn't want to like, or the Grinch wants to steal Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. And Jack, he wants to like make it better, what he thinks is better, or at least you know try yeah, it out. I think Jack's kind of like the Grinch was like trying to steal it away mm-hmm. from everyone, but like Jack was trying to like spread it in his way i guess like not yeah. in his way like he was trying to recreate it but like take it for himself to enjoy mm-hmm. yeah he had good intentions but um and the grinch didn't i guess but i think in the end both of them really came around to where they should have been yeah i think i don't i don't remember <laughs> all of the grinch i was like i can vaguely remember the grinch i just remember the little dog the little dog. I don't remember that at all. His little, like, sidekick thing? Mm, nope. How do you not remember the little... <laughs> I can't name the dog, but, like, he had this little dog with him. How can't you remember the name? This goes you both You can't ways. even remember <laughs> the dog. <laughs> yeah, oh, well. Um, I think I've seen the Grinch once, maybe. They came out with, like, a new mm. Grinch, too. Oh, yeah. The, like, cartoon? Last year. Um, Was that last year? I think so. Maybe it was two years ago. I don't know. Uh, Tyler, the creator, did the music for it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't listen to that album of his, but I'm a Tyler, <laughs> the creator fan. Uh, but anyways, uh, is there anything else with the movie that you have that you want to touch on? Um, Not really. Okay. Um, we are at over an hour now and the movie's only an hour and 15 minutes so <laughs> we could surpass it um, but we won't do that um, so I guess my question especially for this um, jolly month of December is what do you rate this on a scale of one present to three presents how many presents would you give this movie I would give this three presents wow are they big presents they're massive. Holy cow. Um, I'd probably give this two big presents. All right. Um, I really liked it. I don't know if, like, now at this age was the best time for me to see it, like, for my first time. <laughs> um, but then again, you know, what do I know? Um, I did really like it, but like I said, I kind of, like, zoned out near the end. Um, 
like I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, I feel like the ends like always kind of like you vaguely remember but not really. Like clearly you just didn't catch the end whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I think the for me the most like spectacular part of the movie is him like discovering Christmas and then trying to implement Christmas to them like when they're making the toys like that stuff's all fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Um and then like he goes and gives out the presents and it's funny, you know, the people get the scary stuff. But then after that, I'm like, okay, he's just going to go back and save Santa and then everything goes back to normal. Yeah, um, it was the exact same way. Like, it kind of, like, after Oogie Boogie's song, I've kind of, like, zoned out. Yeah. But, like, I really tried to pay attention this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, other than that, I yeah, I love this. Um, I'll definitely add it to my Christmas movie rotation in the future years. Um <laughs> And hey, if I have kids, I guess I'll show it to them. Not when Maybe they're too young. Maybe wait a bit. <laughs> yeah, um, not when they're too young. Maybe like two. Is that too young? I don't know anything about kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be the parent that's like out the womb. All right, Nightmare for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of my coworkers just had a baby. Not even just had. Probably like a year ago. And I'm like, like, can he talk? Is he like running? Like, I don't understand <laughs> their development. Like, I just haven't been around babies, I guess. I think you, not you, but Cameron, um, I think when you guys moved in, he was still in diapers. He was, because I remember... Yeah, he was, like, just born. Yeah, I remember my sister having to change his diapers. Yeah. She's like, this is how you do it. And I was like, this looks terrible. There's, this is gross. (laughs) Um, Sorry, Cameron, we're talking about your diapers, if you're listening. (laughs) Um, I'm hoping... Yeah, I remember your sister babysitting us a lot yeah uh also we're we grew up together but also your mom's kidney is inside of my sister that's a weird way of saying it yes my mom did donate a kidney to your sister no i think that's the best way to say it is that your mom's kidney is inside of my mom or my sister my mom yeah i was gonna say my mom's sister. sister um my mom doesn't have a sister but yeah so we got that that deeper connection between the that, families. That, like, sort of blood connection. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, hey, thank you to your mom for doing that. Because um, then I didn't have to. Because <laughs> you passed out when you tried to get taken blood. <laughs> no, I. they said I had a seizure. And oh my God. it was because they took four vials of blood out of my right arm. And then the lady's like, oh, crap. I labeled this wrong. And she's like, we should be good to take the other vials out of the other arm. And then I just woke up in a hospital bed and I was like, what is going on right now? And they're like, yeah, uh, we think your brain freaked out because you lost a lot of blood in a short amount of time. And so you had a seizure. And I was just like, I, nope, I don't like that. Um, Yeah, me and Karen have already like recognized that we'll probably be the next in line to donate. Yep. Um, I hopefully next time you don't she, have a seizure if she needs one. Um, since we already know, actually, that was just to tell if we were a match. Now we know we're a match, so then they can just knock me out, put me under. Um, <laughs> if things don't work, oh well, my sister will have a kidney. Um, <laughs> love her to death. So, I'm going to give my recommendation for people if they like this movie, what else they should check out. I'm wondering if you've seen it. 
but it is Winnie the Pooh from 2011. Why is Winnie the Pooh your recommendation for a Tim Burton film? <laughs> because it's got like the the same like music. They have the the Baxons in it. Um, <laughs> the Baxon, the Baxon. It's a great song. It's a funny movie. Um, I recommend it. It has a ninety one percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's not one of the bad ones. It's the All good right, one. I'll check it out. I think I saw it as a kid, but I yeah. do not remember. Um, it is on Disney Plus, so All right. check it out. Um, and then normally I do, hey, next week I'm going to have this guest on. Not this time. Um, my birthday's next weekend, and I'm going on a snowboarding trip. So I'm not going to do an episode next week. going to take the week off. And then I think after that... My mom is going to be on for oh, be interesting. <laughs> a Christmas story, which she watches every Christmas. And I was always just like, turn this off. Like, who cares? <laughs> um, so I'm going to go into watching it with those hard feelings of my mom not giving me more presents and just focusing on watching that movie on Christmas. <laughs> and um, the only thing left to do is Angel... Thank you for coming. You can promote anything that you want. So go ahead. If you I have will anything. promote Don't Kill Trees. There we go. That's all you need. Um, <laughs> and I guess I'll also promote um, your dad's podcast because I've, I do that most episodes. Um, <laughs> but they're nice enough to let me do this on their website and you were on an episode do you want to talk about what episode you were on there for so i was on there for the zodiac killer the movie on that with uh it had actually a lot of marvel characters yeah, <laughs> like almost the whole marvel cast was in there yeah um, but i did that and it was really fun yeah that was a great episode you guys really hammered into like not just the movie but the background on the zodiac killer um and my conspiracy or my thought is that you are the zodiac killer so i was not even born when that's, those that's kill- a good alibi killings were going that on. is a good alibi i haven't not found even a way in around thought. it that's true i haven't found a way around the alibi but i mm-hmm. will i know it. time travel <laughs> hey could be um you could have walked through a crypt and then you would have been and ended in, up in that time yeah um <laughs> And you thought it was Halloween Town, so you just start Ooh. murdering people. Maybe that happens like in the future when I'm in my 30s or something, and I oh like chill in a graveyard. That's it. You aren't the Zodiac Killer now, but you will be. Ooh. Wow, crazy. Um, so yeah, check out Angel on Not a Bomb Podcast, and um, you can find this on NotABombPodcast.com. And you can email me, friendswithcinefits at gmail.com. And on Twitter, at cinefitspod. Um, and yeah, just anywhere you listen to podcasts is where you'll be listening to this. So tell your friends. Um, Angel, thank you so much for joining. It was great talking to you. And I'm very upset I won't see you this Christmas. But be safe. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. Um, And everybody, thank you for listening. Have a wonderful December and Christmas.